cheers to another episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. I'm your guide, AJ Weinzettel, on this journey of stories showcasing the people behind the wonderful world of wine, where we dive into conversations ranging from terroir, viticulture, to favorite music, superpowers, and more. Please enjoy this episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. Kenny, Allison, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time. And AJ, thank you for the time. This yeah. is going to be fun. Yeah, no, this is going to be fun. Uh, I know, Kenny, I had you on last year. We weren't in person, and Allison, you weren't here. So there's been so much going on, and I like, oh, I'm just excited about everything that's going on. I just wanted to let everybody else know. I just realized I'm wearing the same jacket, I think, from the original video, (laughs) which, not planned. Yeah, creatures of habit. We all do that. We all do that. Uh, Before we get started, can I pour us a little bit of a blind wine? Let's do it. Sure. I mean, one of us can't have a blind wine, so I brought you a blind water. Thank you. You're welcome. So if you can guess what it is, kudos, you know, but if you just want to say, ooh, yummy water, you know, feel free. Thank you. You're welcome. Elevated I mean, in the stemware. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> um, all right. And Kenny, you know, as you know, whatever you want to say, it's completely up to you. If you just want to say it's yummy or yucky or it's gorgeous or whatever. Color is gorgeous. Yeah, already. Um, you know, normally I try to find a connection with the wine. There is no real connection. Okay. Uh, the only real connection, and I'll just say it out loud, it's uh, sparkling. I mean, hello, I had to bring some sparkling. Yeah. Uh, and it probably lost some of its fizz coming in traveling, no, but, that's uh, fine. You it, like people decant their sparkling wine or champagne sometimes. So okay, yeah, yeah. But it's also Super Bowl Sunday, so I mean, it seemed appropriate also to have sparkling. Yeah, so. very pretty nose, uh, floral, got this minerality to it for sure. Um, very clean as well. Brilliant color, brilliant clarity. Um, yeah, I didn't even taste. I just went for the nose. Very good. A little lost stone fruit pear. Um, definitely feels old world to me. Got some age to it. But uh, yeah, this one's going to be a stumper for me, I think. So That's fair. Yeah. Well, it's very good. Thank you for sharing. I'm going to keep thinking on this one. <laughs> well, at the end, I will reveal what it is. Okay. Right. But can I guess before? It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. I mean, you can guess now. You, you can guess. Some? In between, or you can whatever, whatever you want to do. It's it's yeah. it's your call. All right. Yeah. Uh, so trying to catch up a little bit from last year. Uh, holy cow! The summer of twenty one, you reached out to me via DM on Instagram and let let me know that you were you know having some sparklings come out, and they're coming out this spring. They are. Holy Toledo! Yeah quite the ride we've been waiting a long time yeah <laughs> and pl- planning for this moment is just like one step at a time right and um i think the two wines that we're going to release are going to be fun wines mm-hmm. really limited so we don't have too much of it but it's only the start of our kind of like sparkling vision so these are grapes from 2020 picked well before any fires right and um We've been just steadily building our 
wines that are on the lees just more and more sparkling and so it's finally we're kind of hitting that tipping point where we've finally we're ready to release and eventually it'll be more and more sparkling and fewer and fewer stills but we'll always still have a couple of chardonnays for sure yeah yeah no it's 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 amazing and that was for your sparkling write-up yeah 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 that was and i wanted to continue to do it there's so many things i want to do sure. there's just sometimes i gotta let let things go because there's just too many things i want to accomplish yep yeah no it's uh something back then in 21 we were sort of like growing our portfolio and then 22 even more and 23 definitely even more so yeah what allison was just mentioning like we're on this inflection of this year we'll probably do 100 99 percent sparkling and just a little bit of still chardonnay mm -hmm. so right that's been our vision from the get-go is to be traditional method sparkling wine forward yeah we've kind of reached a point where we couldn't really do it all by hand anymore so like this last tirage last summer we did 500 600 bottles in one day yeah, cases i'm oh, sorry cases yeah, yeah. <laughs> um in one day with just like two six out fillers and a good team of friends well yeah and, and you're passing out like peanut butter jelly sandwiches yes, right yes, oh my god yeah yeah because yeah. so. we, we weren't eating like that was the thing um the my buddies and i and when i'm working it's just like i'm not taking care of myself you'd make sure i do that so especially during harvest it's like food delivery on oh, yeah. on hand but during tirage you were just like handing handfuls of peanut m&ms and peanut butter and jelly i don't think we had more peanut butter in that day just to like sustain us through so yeah, yeah. No, that, that is amazing uh, but I'm, I'm curious y'all did up like a huge business plan like when you were up in like jersey yeah. yeah yep are you staying true to that business plan it has evolved quite a bit so when we first wrote that i mean we were looking at a lot of resources from different extensions, you know, like right. from different universities and all the things. And it was like the gold standard business plan. Like if we had unlimited money, this is how we would run our business. And that wasn't reality. So it's changed quite a bit, but we recently, you know, refreshed it actually in terms of being able to secure a financing for some of this equipment. Right. And so it's, I mean, it is what it is. I feel like we're really optimistic and excited about the future. Yeah. But it looks very different than when we, um, when we started in those 2017 when we like wrote that business plan right. and, but I mean each step kind of builds on itself and so if we hadn't done that we wouldn't have gotten to the next step and the next step and right. we've had a lot of help along the way definitely like, um, we have a small business association mentor and people in the industry and so a lot of different yeah, people who have helped us get to where we are. Yeah. That is, it is exciting. You know, when I walked in the door here of, you know, the facility scene, all the bottling equipment, I was just, my jaw just went to the ground. Yeah. It's, yeah. it is amazing to see. No, that's great. I mean, this is our little Kuveri. I've been kind of dubbing it. And if it wasn't for friends and people in the industry, we like, we wouldn't be here. Cause even Friday, Andrew Davis was like, given kind of free reign to Lee Beck to come and help on Friday and Ari for who used to be at Groshaw. Um, he worked with Andrew over harvest last year and has been doing work with Isabel. So like everybody's been super generous with their time and capacity to help us 
um, because it looked very different a week ago. It was a little bit chaotic. Right. Cardboard boxes were everywhere, <laughs> bubble wrap everywhere, and so it lo- it's uh, it looks pretty dope. Yeah, it's changing a lot. And a few weeks before that, there were barrels in here and yeah. tanks, and so it's evolved quite a bit. And yeah. in the next few days, it'll continue. And yep. um, we're yeah, we're just so excited. Yeah. So. I would be excited too. I mean, it's it's been a very long journey. I mean, you still have a lot of oh, yeah. uh, runway ahead of you, but holy cow, yeah. you're still doing amazing. Yeah, dreaming crazy and more exciting things, and that I hope are on the horizon for sure. So, right, right. Yeah. And I'm just trying to recall from a, uh, a chat you and I had. Did you mention that you're gonna that you're like you know, having that you're gonna have like some clients here as well to do. So can I, you know, know who it's coming so I can like write them down and be like, get all excited for them. Yeah, totally. Um, Jessica Cortell, we're making wine for, so we have her base wine and have been doing some work with her on that. And Violet Vines has been another big client. So Brian Zawada and April Zawada. So they've been sort of grape to bottle. Um, then we have another number of others. So Piper is getting in the game. Ben yeah, Piper. Yeah, yeah. And I so, think you started that yeah, right yeah, where yeah, I, I manifested. Just... <laughs> <laughs> that was true. Yeah. I do that yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there, the chose might jump in on some things. Right. And so we'll see where where things are out. But there's a number of other people that have been very interested to whether it's all a cart like we just want to do riddling or we just want to do disgorging so i mean we're just happy to help where we can because right. they've helped us and so we're trying to help increase that willamette valley traditional method organ grown it's just so exciting right now there's so many people looking to get into sparkling wine and traditional method especially and to be able to like be a part of that and facilitate other brands to help us to help them grow as people have helped us grow is pretty cool. And it works out really nicely in terms of right now, because we're still building up our production. And so we have capacity and as that, that will change over the next decade or so. But right now, like that's a mutually beneficial thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. This year is kind of our proof of concept. Um, So we'll just, you know, training, getting up and running, doing a handful of clients and then next year we'll be on our way. Yeah. It'll look a little bit different because we're already like we're maxed out for this year. And there's probably some little gaps here and there that we could fill for sure in the production schedule. But one thing we were also getting is another gyro, bigger gyro just to help with our capacity planning for our personal brand, but help others in terms of their timelines. So that's, that is amazing. Yeah. So, it's part of the business plan. You know, was there a new family member, like, included in that whole business plan? <laughs> it was always part of the business plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're expecting our first in the next few weeks. Wow. Or tomorrow. Maybe Who days. knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's just get through the interview here. Yeah. And then. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited about that. And, um, yeah, it, we there's don't know. always going to be something going on with our business. So, it, family just right. comes in parallel and we're we're really excited yeah so. it's been in like my purpose has changed because well it's always been a legacy like we want to hopefully you know pass it over but um 
little steps at a time. Like, we think it'd be so cool to, I don't know, I'd be topping with the, the little monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Crawling all over the racks. I don't know. I think it'd be yeah. fun. So. I, I think it would be fun too. Yeah. 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 It's, and it's interesting, you know, to have like a 15 year old. She took some, you know, so I, I'm by day, I'm a coder, right? And I, I love coding. Um, and she took a computer science class this past semester. And I was like, ooh, what are you doing? Ooh, can I see this? Ooh, can I see that? And she could tell that I was super excited about it. But she was like, don't get your hopes up. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be a coder or anything like that. So just just stop thinking about that. Like, I wasn't. I was just excited that you're doing this and I can talk to you about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to keep our expectations open. Yeah, definitely. We're very excited definitely. to like bring the baby along with us wherever yeah, we yeah. go. And, you know, it's hard not to think about those moments and get excited and have right. that connection point in the conversation. Oh, yeah. of course you have to have those types of hopes and dreams and excitement very much. So, yeah. Yeah. um, not too long ago, you were on some TV talking about Oregon sparkling. Yes. That was a, a great opportunity talking with Claire and, um, yeah, it, there's so much potential. I mean, there was more to that conversation than what we fit into the podcast interview. And so, um, yeah, I think it's with Oregon sparkling wine, it's going to be more to come for sure. Yeah. So what, what, what did they leave out? I think for, it was more like the, who, who is doing like what other projects are coming in the works and, um, there's more like scientificity and things that we're trying to find, I think, in, in Oregon. I think now, you know, you have Dan and Jean that are planting high elevation kind of on the, the western side of Viola at the top windfall with Andy Lytle. Like, right. So it's here, and there are now pockets of the valley that are kind of ideal, and even vineyards that people are like, that never got ripe. Like now there's a purpose to that block rather than balking it out or right. using it for other things that it, it can be a really good site for sparkling. So, um, yeah, some Claire and I, we had some good laughs and I think it's, I, I wish we had more time. So I'm curious if there's going to be a Sparklers 3, maybe, or Sparklers 2, because I would love to get involved. There's definitely a Sparklers 2. Okay. Uh, do you know who Joel McCall is? No. Have you seen the TV series uh, Community? Oh, yeah. I've seen a couple yes. of episodes. Okay. okay. So the uh, Joel McCall is the arrogant kind of leader of the study group. He's going to be in Sparklers 2. Oh, right on. Yes. Okay. And, you know, I, uh, I talked to Jason Wise back in December, and I, I wish I would have told him, I'm like, so, you're going to get Joe McCall on, Sparklers 2, there needs to be a paint paintball challenge. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, because, I mean, when I think community, I think of that one episode, and they did it over multiple seasons of a huge uh, paintball competition inside the school. Yep. And it was just epic. Yes. At the joy in the house. Yes. Right. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's Pop art. <laughs> yeah. Forever changed. Yeah. That would yeah. be forever changed. Uh, sorry, Andy, if we yeah. popped that idea out there. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, oh, man, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm excited for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm excited because, about that uh, too. Yeah, they. It's just such a cool concept that they did in terms of the competition, just kind of the round robin. It it, it seems so more with more. There's more sparkling wine in Oregon coming into the market in the next two years than ever. Yes, I think that's what it, it's super exciting, and I think there's going to be like those producers that are you know focused on it, those that definitely want to get on the market trend with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so curious to see where where it goes in five, ten, fifteen, because. Um, now that people are planting it in the vine age is getting older and older and more complex it's going to be really cool to see that evolution yeah i i, I completely agree and i don't know i kind of consider you all part of like you the chose dan and gina corollary kind of part of this organ sparkling revolution <laughs> right i mean it's 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 to me it almost feels like the old times of organ of like everybody kind of coming together to kind of get this thing off the ground yeah and it's it's been fun to watch. Yeah, it does feel like that. And there's a really good community. I mean, like the people you just mentioned were close friends and talk about it and collaborate Best a lot. And um, there's also like the Celebrate Sparkling group, which is kind of more formalized. And that's evolving, too, which is exciting. So I think, yeah, it'll only become, uh, you know, it's kind of like a snowball effect. Yes, so. yes, definitely. And, you know, and I've heard rumblings in the air of you know some big kind of organ champagne kind of event and i'm like how can i help I'll, I'll, I'll do anything you know and they're like i i've gotten one call of like hey do you have any numbers for this and i'm like uh not really but here's you know who i do know of oh man it's gonna have i i expressed interest in that because i think it's only time that time will tell like when that actually event gets going because the wines that are coming are like being produced we i'm in a technical tasting group with andrew and uh lundine i mean dan and gene have been great in terms of like fostering a lot of these events at their house too so like we are opening bottles and doing blind tastings together and it's suit you learn the, a lot you learn a lot the quality is there right i mean in terms of it i know we're not champagne like we have a, a marker as far as organ sparkling goes and it's really exciting that from a quality standpoint the flavor aroma texture is giving you an experience that's just as luxurious as champagne so Right. That's what's amazing to me as far as it would be awesome to be rubbing shoulders at a party or event that is educating customers, educating the market and the Psalms and the restaurateurs to say, like, here's here's what to do in terms of talking about Willamette Valley sparkling. Right. And then at the same time, like, let's pop some big shit, like, and have fun with it. because. Yeah. Joining of the like minds, I think, is helping foster the innovation because the more we're sharing and that's that's what's been amazing. The technical groups like it's an open book in terms of like people have what they're going after and that their their style and trying to carve out their niche. And I think, you know, we're doing that. Um, 
and it's very different but similar in terms of how we're going about this. So. I, no, I, I completely agree. And I don't know how this popped into my head the other day, but uh, Philippe Andre, I think mm-hmm. he might be a good person to talk to about this. Yes, I really want to. I was just telling this about and you he, were talking to him at IPNC. Yeah, so. and he's going to be back again this okay. year. I would love to meet him. Oh, he is such a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He oh. seemed like a very down-to-earth. He is. Yeah. And uh, he did organ piano camp and did harvest at uh, Misera. Oh, sweet. Nice. And so, I mean, organ is just deep in his heart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, I had the uh, opportunity to interview him before, I the, like the day before IPNC. You know, and... I hate to admit this, but when I first saw the big flamboyant Philippe Andre, I was like, ooh, okay. But then as I got to know him, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was an amazing interview that I had with him. Yeah. No, he, he brings a lot of energy, a lot of passion for the product and the brand. Um, and the community. Like, So I think there's, there's that in terms of art. And I, that's what we noticed when we went to Champagne, because since that conversation we had, we went to Champagne in January, and I think that was the more or less the crux point of like, all right, we're investing in our future of sparkling, and all the people that we talked to in Champagne were so welcoming. Mm-hmm. Like right. even Guillaume Diard, Flavia Nowak, like those guys have become best friends, Instagram, pen pals. Um, like people you very much looked up to purposefully scheduled these yeah, visits yeah. with producers that were of sizes and like mindsets that we really wanted to learn from. And they like did not disappoint at all. It was oh. so, so nice. They yeah. took us in, they, t- you know, showed us all the, you know, everything in the cellar, took us in the vineyard. They were explaining how they were pruning to Kenny and why and different things that they're trying, which are new and, yeah. um, and yeah, we like, I we can't wait to go back. No, we're going back for sure. And little one in tow. And I think the, that was what was interesting. I, they were surprised cause we went in January. It was freezing. Right. It was really cold and snow. It was very picturesque, but they're like, you want to go in the vineyard? I'm like, yeah, like it's starting there. Right. You're setting the season for the next three years. Like, cause for them it's, the vineyard practices are super complex. They're very standardized. Um, like they're, if they're only a half a meter too high, they're going to get fined. Like it's super and cause they're trying to control the quality of right. the brand of champagne. So, mm-hmm. and I get it. And that was something that wow. they're like, Guillaume is doing cordon in his Claude de la Abbey vineyard on Chardonnay. And I thought that was super intriguing. And I'm like, can we, see like why why the place why that right so yeah the reasonings were confirmed to me why so um that's that is amazing yeah wow um i you know i i saw this picture of you it was i think it was part of the photo shoot for friends giving oh yes and you're like six feet up in the air doing the splits. Allison is looking up at you. 
What in the world? I mean, number one, how did you get that much elevation? Number two, how did you capture it? Number three, how did you even think about doing that? I mean, I'm just, I know you're athletic and everything, but holy Toledo. You, that was the first and only take of that. Nobody believes that, no but it's true. No other shot. Wow. And One take. You just jumped off the couch over me, and I, I think it's such a like nice microcosm of our like winery and relationship and everything. Like you're such the dreamer, and you're like shooting for the stars, and I'm like grounded, and we're like <laughs> we're a good team, and this I'm also is... like looking up at you. Like, Please don't fall on yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> So that was um, the photographer that day was his name is Josh. He is a, his handle is PD Exploration yeah. on Instagram, and he's an awesome photographer. And he uh, he caught that like just so well, and everything was in focus. And yeah, yeah, that was the thing. He's like, normally I don't like this is multiple because somebody your your foot's blurry or your eyes aren't looking here like at the camera, right? everything was just like crystalline in terms of the the quality there and i think i do think we owe grant renee a new couch because i might have broke a spring so oh, that's a very fun couch i heard it break a few times <laughs> throughout the photo shoot there were a lot that. of bodies i'm pretty sure dave threw himself horizontal on it and <laughs> cracked too so <laughs> take full responsibility for that yeah but yeah that was a very fun photo shoot and a really fun event so oh yeah, yeah. i mean and I assume there's going to be a Friendsgiving 2 this year, right? That mm-hmm. crew is getting together again. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, there will be a Friendsgiving 2. Good, good. Because, um, holy cow, whoever was the mastermind behind just putting that together and whipping it up, that was that was really nice. It Lois was and Jean. Jean. Yeah, I think Jean and then, yeah, Lois helped drive yeah. it for sure, marketing and, yeah. Yeah, and we were awesome. all just like, hell yeah. Everything yeah. that came of it food was amazing from humble spirit like mm-hmm. whole yeah so we're hoping to do it again yeah and that space is just oh, beautiful yeah. the, it is the water building yeah because yeah, the story of that was we were all talking and dave was on like a sales trip in mac and gene was happened to be in the area too maybe like delivering wine as well but they were like let's meet we're here and the sun was in they're like yeah this place, this might mm-hmm. be the spot to to mm-hmm. do it at so Yeah, no, that was amazing. I uh, every morning I go to Starbucks and I get a, a chai. And the manager of the of the store, <clears throat> I think she asked me, "Is like, where, where, you know, where should I go for after Thanksgiving?" I'm like, "Oh, you got to go to Friendsgiving." Mm-hmm. And I showed her the pictures, and she's like, "This looks awesome." And then this morning I told her about the Equinox dinner coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, she was like, oh, I'm going to have to check that out because Friendsgiving was so fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome good. that it's like having this echo effect. Yeah. 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 It was really good. Yeah. Equinox is a, an event they had had in the Yolamity Hills, I guess, a decade ago, well before our time. And so this is sort of ago. a resurrected and we're really excited to see to see it happen again and yeah it'll be a lot of wineries a lot of good food and really pretty location again so i am very much looking forward to that yeah, yeah. It's, it's on my calendar and approachment it's having their lunch or their launch party oh that day. from like four to seven. Oh, yeah. oh wow then equinox is from seven to ten yeah. i'm like my day's planned yeah staying at the joy no no well 
still. It's a lot for one person. But it's a party that day, though. <laughs> it, it is a party that day. It is definitely a party that day. Yeah. yeah. No, At the Joy is uh, happening in May. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yeah, that will be go. fun. Yeah. Perfect timing. Already the birds out there are chirping. Buds are, well, the bulbs, spring bulbs are popping. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, I smell spring. Even yesterday, I'm like, I smell the ocean air. It's blown in. I mean, it's, it it's always blows in. But yeah, I think it's a yeah. tease. It, it's, it's, it's the February tease, yeah. I always call it. Yeah. But man, it is it is exciting. Yeah. 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 During our last conversation, um, I was reading back and you sent me a, a DM and you're just like, I listened to your, you know, your interview, I think with Dan and Jean and somebody else. And I didn't realize that you worked at a grocery store. And so you're <laughs> like, we need to bring that topic up again and talk about it a little bit. Uh, so I personally think my side of the grocery store conversation is kind of bland. I mean, I worked at a grocery store, uh, like during my senior year in high school, uh, actually junior, senior year. Um, uh, I mean, I was in Tennessee. I was a bag boy. I was the cashier. I worked in produce, also worked in the meat department. Uh, and I have to say that working in the produce department opened my eyes to like what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I'm like, I don't want to do the same thing day in, day out, and not have any challenges whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I got, uh, I butted heads with the produce manager. Uh, because I did all my work. I was supposed to stay until like 8 or something, but I was done with everything at like 6.30. I'm like, out. Yeah. I got I got rode up. I stormed out, and I quit. Oh, I did come back and work the meat department, but uh, oof, that was that was a great minute. That, that's my memory of working at a grocery store. I mean, the... You, ha- you had a... Like, you knew what you wanted, and you got a lot of work done. Like, there's efficiencies. And mad respect for the associates that do all the service work at the stores. Because, like, that's something customers expect perfection when they walk in. Right. And it's so, like, that's the thing that they don't see all the pallets that they're moving, like, double stacks, organizing. Because as pallets are coming off the truck... It could be fruit with Velveeta, with oats, oh, yeah. and you know, or unless it's a big pallet of apples or a big pallet of potatoes, like which those things move more frequently than some other things like pineapple. Um, so it's very interesting because like the associates want to give the customers the best experience, but also they're having metrics that they have to keep up with like right. so it's like produce doesn't stop like should you be polishing the apples or like you know making the pyramid or something <laughs> like you wouldn't have known because you don't at that time it's like you don't know you don't know or what the customer wants like right. so translating the customer need down to the associate level i think would only help increase the customer satisfaction, but also the customer service. Like, right, right. So it's something, it's interesting because everybody sort of, grocery's so inherent to our business. Like, I mean, I work for Kroger, so. My first job was at a grocery store. Yeah, she worked at Kroger. Her first job is a, <laughs> right. as a courtesy clerk slash bagger. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. 
Yeah. So all these moments in the customer journey are to help with the satisfaction. And it's, it's interesting. Like it's a constant evolution, but food is at the center of a lot of things and food experiences. It's not just like one ingredient. It's somebody's buying the stew meat to have family stew on Sunday, or they're buying wings for Super Bowl Sunday. Like there are, there are purposes to what they're buying, but also balances to accessibility. Like if you have people with differences, physical differences, like how did you help them navigate this? Or I saw an associate the other day, like helping a woman at Albertsons navigate and shop for her. And I was like, wow, that's super, it like made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Cause I'm like, good. good job. Yeah. It's just like, they're doing a good job. They're helping this person. They're walking her to the car or like her escort car and right. getting her home with what she came for. Right. So, it, and yeah, but there are so many different aspects to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're a courtesy clerk. I was. Yeah, yeah. That was my first job. I had a lot of jobs in high school. You know, every right. summer after school, and yeah, so bagging and collecting the carts was my favorite activity because I like to be outside yep. <laughs> so and even in C- it was the Seattle area so it was often well it was summertime so it was hot and it was nice to be outside um yeah I also worked at Jamba Juice I worked at UPS store that was exciting actually because I worked there with my brother and it was like a family-owned business that was kept maybe my first exposure to like because it was franchised, like a family-owned business. Right. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, definitely in, in college, started taking more science-based jobs. is definitely where my kind of my heart is. So right. I worked in a microbiology lab doing, like, cell molecular research. I worked in physical therapy office, optometry office. I was trying my hand in all these different pseudo, like, healthcare professions just to see what I liked. And right, right. Um, nothing really like jumped out at me. I was an EMT on campus. So I tried all these things and then I graduated with my biology degree and I was like, now what am I going to do? Like I knew I wanted to study more and I wanted to keep learning. And I happened to be in the Bay area tasting wine. (laughs) I was like, this is a good application of my science background. (laughs) So that's kind of how it started for me. No, that, that is awesome. And We've kind of heard Kenny's side of this story, but not really your side. So, you know, you were, uh, I forget the term, but basically you were like Kenny's tour guide at oh, yeah. Washington State. <laughs> who fell in, who fell over heels first? Did you, or were you like, ooh, or did he like, because, I, and, and the reason I ask this, right, is so like with Dan and Gene, uh, Gene was sitting at a bar one night, you know, having a whiskey, and Dan went up to started talking to her, and uh, that's kind of how they met. And he wanted to get a whiskey, and the bartender never brought him the whiskey, and you know that's that's kind of how they met. So yeah. it was him approaching her. So I'm just kind of curious who approached who. We were like we had the same circle of friends for a long time, and we were good friends for years before we started dating, and. We were studying a lot together. There's this thing in graduate school called preliminary exams where you kind of have to prove yourself to get into the next, like, phase of the program. 
And so we were studying together a lot for that. And I think just like spending a lot of time together. And I remember one Christmas break, I was gonna drive home to Seattle. (laughs) And Kenny is like, "Um, I I was waiting for something for you. And I don't know why you like needed to give me something. And it turns out it was like three mixed CDs. <laughs> Not one, but three. Like, it was a six-hour car were, ride. It was really, it was really sweet. And I think that that moment, I was like, "Oh yeah, he likes me." <laughs> and it was good music, and I listened to it um, for a long time until actually we just sold. I had a Honda Civic that I've had since high school, and we just kind of sold that, and that was our last car with um, with all the CDs in it. Yeah. I kind of. I feel like the Yukon had the cd player because rick had a whole he had those cds and oh there's his, a cd player in there yeah, or there was, was. broke yeah yeah anyways so i think wow. that was yeah i think i think you liked me first that's, but we were good friends so that's was, that, that's yeah. cool what are one or two songs that really stood out on those three cds to you Ooh, there was a lot, i think there was a lot of lumineers i think like the bony bear bony bear holocene yeah 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 there were some other ones, like, there might have been some rap on there, too. Yeah. I forget. I don't know. It was it was a mix of things, like, there's always the joke of, like, as the night progresses, the oh, yeah. rap comes out. So it's <laughs> it's like, like, indie rock, country, country rap, rap. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. There, that's how I don't know harvest goes to. There's different phases. Oh, well, I'm sure. Start of the day and then the end of the day. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's cool. Uh, so I always ask this question when I am interviewing couples, and you can decide to be like, eh, nope, I'm not going to answer, and that's that's cool. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I'm asking both of you. Uh, it's the you know middle of the night. You know you're woken up from a phone call. Allison, it's Kinney on the other end. And he's in jail. Oh no. Oh, God. What crime has he committed? Huh. I think it has to be a crime of misunderstanding. Like you were <laughs> definitely well-intentioned and somebody didn't get it and you were that's I don't know what you would have been doing, but I know that would have been the case. Probably. Like, my words. Some sort of communication error. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> But you were definitely well-intentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kenny, it's the middle of the night. You get a phone call. It's Allison, and she's in jail. What has she done? Probably loitering. Uh, the reason why I say that is, like, <laughs> no, it's because she forgets where she is cause in time and space sometimes. Right. Like, because she she reads so much and she, I'll be I'll be talking and it just I'm really good at focusing on yeah. actually I thought you were going to say something about that you're going to be like she didn't leave the bookstore or something <laughs> like she's locked in well there. loitering like yeah, you're loitering like, in yeah. the bookstore like yeah. that's, that's that's cool I, and I love yeah. the expression on your face I mean one person immediately when I asked that question was like murder <laughs> oh, and yeah. I was like holy cow Jeez. really murder we went there Um, something that I personally have been thinking about is I know that there's science 
really that this is more of a kind of a science question, but it also still kind of boggles my mind. How do you think about creating a wine today that in 20 years will be absolutely phenomenal? It's like playing chess. You know, you have to think so many steps ahead. And so when we're picking a wine and like even thinking about the before then like thinking about the place where those vines are being planted you know you have to think about 10 years from now because that's the that's probably the first time you're going to taste that wine from that place especially with sparkling right so like i give huge credit to dan and gene because they're starting this endeavor now which that fruit probably won't be seen until 2032 maybe right so and that's just like the first of the that wine or when the fruit was made so even as those vines are maturing it's like 20 years what does that wine taste like when do we have to pick it how much acid customer preferences are changing so like I, I worked in the bourbon industry for a few months coming out of grads or in between years of grad school. So it was an internship. And that to me was so interesting because they were distilling so much whiskey and bourbon on the hopes of four years from now when they release that first stuff, customers are still demanding that. So th- that was kind of like how we've been thinking about it too is you know we're making so many different wines and base wines to show what is a possible so even with our our sparkling wine that we did under cork and i've been tasting it every quarter like there's a you know that's a very different wine versus a wine aged under crown cap and so that might not get the same age or it might get more age um, or it might be dosed with something else. So like there's so many lovers with sparkling wine that you're making wine three times pretty right. much. Right. And there's all of those factors and attributes that we're going after. It's right. a long winded answer. Like I think it's, it, it's too complex to really know, but yes, you have to think like this wine is amazing right now as a wine because there's not much carbonation in it so my philosophy and how we've been making is like make the wine first and with the intention of what will that taste like with carbonation so and without carbonation because as it sits in the glass or in a decanter or over the course of a night without a stopper on a table like that wine's changing of course Mm -hmm. right so it's definitely risky and you're playing the long game and like you definitely have to look backwards at what you can learn from what you know about how wines evolve and what causes a wine that we like to be how it is and what did they do and what do we want to do that's like that or what do we want to do that's not like that and I think 
one thing that Kenny does really well is he's just constantly thinking about it and tasting and reading about it. And like, we'll be going to bed and I'll be reading like my science fiction or my thriller and he's reading like Noble Rot. And <laughs> it's always on his mind. And so I think that helps a lot. Yeah. No, it's just, it, I mean, we're learning. We're learning every year, every step, um, which is the exciting factor. I think that, yeah, it ties into our science background. Like, it's an experiment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big, it's a big experiment. Um, but it, it, if we hit it, then great. If we miss it, we learn. Right. So it's all positive in the end. It's not a, it, it you know, it, some might see it as a failure, but it's like, okay, that's a cool, that, that was something we learn. Let's pivot. So, right. mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, it's cool. It's just a, <clears throat> interesting process for to to think about i mean because a lot of consumers they're like "Ooh, there's there's wine you know that to drink it now and then Mm -hmm. not even thinking like in 20 years that it's still viable yeah yeah so you you interviewed jason wise and i was listening to this interview with him and claire it was like the top 10 wines of the year they did and they did a special you're you must have been asleep we were driving back from california over the holidays Mm -hmm. And one thing that interested me was his Franciacorta experience. It was like decades on the Lees. Wow. And all Blanc de Noir, and they disgorged it. And Jason was like, that was the freshest wine. Like, a lot of times people expect Blanc de Noir to be phenolic. It gets like this interesting kind of medicinal Robitussin. I don't know. That to me is some of the Blanc de Noirs I've had. It's like, Luden, cherries, whatever. Right. But no, he was like super fresh. So what they were doing in Francia Corda, they were already like, this wine is going to be sitting for decades. So for them to know what was happening in the matrix, like pH, alcohol, tan, whatever, they had the vision of like, Let's see what happens. Right. It might not be like I might not be alive when we disgorge this, but our kids will have fun with it right. <laughs> later, whether it can sell or not. But it, I, that's mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah. absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah. So I thought that was there. I've learned more by listening to podcasts, reading Instagram, YouTube, penning, like more than the textbook will treat you. So that to me is why we're trying to learn as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Rapid fire questions. And then we'll uh, reveal the blind wine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Favorite artist to listen to during harvest. (laughs) Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. (laughs) Is that your answer too? I mean, I do like Taylor Swift. I think for me, I, I like Bon Iver. Okay. There's, Especially his, uh, what's the, the other album? Yeah, Bony Bear. I'll say that. Nice. Okay. Favorite indulgent food? Oh, man. Salt and straw? Well, that, we yeah, get in local? Local. Um, okay. I'm sweets, all about the sweets. Yeah. You're more salty. I was going to say, like, graters or skyline. See, like, those are Cincinnati favorites. Right. But it's just like, man, five or four-way with Bean. That's, like, mine. 
Yeah, that reminds me. Uh, we have a reel on our Instagram of when we made Skyline Chili for the team at, when we were producing at Bjornsson a couple years ago. Yeah. That's a fun one. If you don't know what Skyline Chili is, that will give you an idea. Okay. I'll yeah. have to research that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has there been a, a food that you've been craving most during pregnancy? I wish. I feel like that was one thing I was looking forward to was like crazy cravings, you know, right. the pickles or the chips or whatever. And I just haven't had that. I've had more kind of just I'm not excited about certain foods that I That's used to be excited about. So it's more like not true aversions, but just. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you could choose a superpower, what would it be? Uh, Flying. Let's go. Transfiguration, for sure. Why? Why? Because you could transfigure into a bird and I oh, could fly yeah. or I could be like. Yeah. You could be an alligator. Yeah. You could be. I could be another person. I could be. This is why she's an, my boss. An alien. <laughs> <Third vision. laughs> yeah. Uh, harvest notes are they digital or handwritten? Mm. Handwritten. Yeah. Then we kind of digitize the and ones that need to be. Them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that yeah. seems to be a common answer. Yeah. 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 It's hard to keep electronics dry in the cellar. Yes. So. I need to get a. T- I need to get the case for, for the, the tablet. tablet. Yeah. So, so you know how the foot. Speaking of Super Bowls, on it, like they have all the like protective things. Right. You clearly see the players throw them. It's like if it drops off the press. Ooh, you know that just gave me a business idea. Create a iPad case for winemakers. Yeah. I mean. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> it it would be nice because then I would, I could easily be like. Okay, this barrel got stirred, or this barrel, like smelling, you know, funky, or you know, yeah. or feed it, like. Right. It'd so. definitely be more efficient, but I feel like you kind of are. Like, analog. Analog. Like you like writing. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> it helps. It, yeah. It's interesting. I've been asking this question for three years now, and the majority of the people are like, handwritten, a little bit digitized, or. It's on a, you know, painter's tape on the barrel yeah. or it's all up here. Yeah. yeah. No, everything that happens on the barrel, it's it's on the tape. Like, so yeah. I know, you know. Anybody who looks at the barrel can track what needs yeah. to happen, what needs to happen next. Yeah. yeah. I've seen too many times, like, a barrel is just 2023, 20, whatever. But you don't, has it been sulfured? Has it been fed? Has it been inoculated? Like, blah, blah, right. blah. So it's, yeah, I want, if something happened, like, you could go in and know. And just pick it right up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's like the fail safe to the nodes, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last book you read. And it could be Noble Rot. I mean, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. <laughs> Probably Noble Rot, honestly. That I'm waiting for the next issue. I've been reading uh, ecological fictions, so interesting. Yeah, there's this uh, fish and wildlife warden in the middle of Wyoming. Uh, what are the Joe Pickett oh, the Joe Pickett yeah. series? I yeah. picked that up, and they're just so you can crush them. So, right. Yeah. I'm That's pretty good. sure my last full book was that audiobook. The That's fair for the baby. Right. It's a expecting better. Emily Austin. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, there are so many parenting books out there. I, I did my share of parenting yeah. books, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, shall I reveal the wine? Let's yeah. do or, it. Or do you want to take? Oh, do you want to talk about it more? Or I th- I think it's Lamardier, Vertu, Blanc de Blanc. I don't know. It's, it seems old world to me. Okay. Um, very creamy. It's got like that chalky element. So, and it's a great. I mean, it just has like the. Yeah, it smell. It smells old world to me. Chardonnay based. Okay. Well. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pick a grower. Champagne. Oh, there we go. So. That's a good one. Yeah. So you know, and just, I'm wrong, but that's fine. Well, it, it's it's okay. Blanc I mean, de Blanc, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Blanc de Blanc, and you know, quite the family story, and you know, they're only doing Blanc de Blanc right now. Yep. And uh, yeah. Is this this is a? When was it disgorged, or what year is it? Well, this is. I think it's. I a don't, let me see. Looking for the code. Nineteen, but well, twenty nineteen. Was the vintage? Was the vintage? Uh, I can't find the code. Oh, well, it's rubbed, but that's fine. Oh, it has the NFC though. Do you have the phone? I don't have my phone. This I think is interesting, to me. So all these, all the producers, I mean, to protect the brand, like uh, Cedric Moosey had the, the RFID mm-hmm. because he was seeing oh, that's interesting. compromise. But yeah. I'd, They're also doing it for marketing. It's really cool. Like you yeah. can scan and it'll take you to an experience, a digital experience about yeah. the wine. Yeah. Dan and Gene do that, like with the QR code. So you, the wine is digitized. Yep. And I think that it's... Um, you know, really cool because you know the where it's coming from. It's kind of like where I, my French is really bad. But oh, like mine's with awful. The Missy and Boutet, Boutet, like the bottled at the domain. Like, oh, I know. have no idea. Yeah. So that that's why we did this. Is like we can control the quality and like people know it's coming from us and you know not elsewhere. So it's yeah. Yeah. No, that, that is very cool. But thank you for sharing this. Of course. I mean, Blanc de Blanc from the Cote de Blanc is great. But this is Ori. So, yeah. Who, this, you were not Celebrate Sparkling, the last one at Vino Bay, but they had this wine there. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I asked to come and I was told, we're not allowing media. Uh, like, yeah. Really? I'm considered media? Jeez. Yeah. Okay, fine. No, that's fine. It's fine. There's been a lot of good conversation, so I'm, I'm yeah. excited about that. Yeah, no, that's, that is good. Well, as we wrap up, do you have any questions or anything for me? You can put me on the spot if you'd like. Go ahead. I have one. Go for well, it. Well, when you were asking us about what would we be in jail for, I was thinking, what would your daughter say you were in jail for? Oh. <laughs> what would I be in jail for? You know, there are, in general, and like when I was, I was like I was talking about being in the produce department at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. If there are rules that I'm supposed to follow and they make absolutely no sense to me, yeah, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, I'm not following that rule. 
you know, so if there was a law or something that I broke because it, it's like, that is just absurd. That, that that's it. what it, yeah, that, that would be it. Nice. What are you drinking more these days? Like, is, is there a specific region or? I, I tend to be completely all, all well, mostly Oregon. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and yes, give me all, all the sparkling. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, just tried and true Pinot Shard sparkling. Yeah. It's, it's nothing fancy, nothing, uh, super excited to get excited about in the world of wine. Mm -hmm. So I just, I like exploring what's here and people's stories and just getting to understand, you know, the, the wines that they make to better understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to our story. Oh, of course. Continuing to follow us. Like it's been, it's been fun, fun getting to know you. Yes. And Same here. Seeing you at all the events yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, we have a lot of runway ahead of us. So it's still just the beginning. I'm excited for when we look back on this and we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that was what we thought back then. And like, yeah. oh, we didn't even have a baby yet. And, you yeah. know, like it'll be a yeah. good record. So appreciate yeah. it. Oh, of course. And I appreciate you taking the time, uh, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday to, to come meet me. And hopefully you have enough time to get back home and enjoy the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. AJ. Thank you for joining me on this flavorful voyage through the world of wine on the Wine Notes podcast. I've been your host and guide, AJ Weinzel, and it's been an absolute pleasure sharing these captivating stories with you. But alas, like the last sip of a fine vintage, our time together must end. But don't fret, my wine-loving friend. The cellar doors of the Wine Notes podcast will always remain open, waiting for you to return and explore new conversations, stories, and musings from the captivating people behind the magical world of wine. Before you go, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and don't forget to leave a sparkling five-star review to help spread the word. Until our glasses clink again, remember to savor life's moment and let the spirit of wine and camaraderie linger on your palate. Cheers, and as always, may your wine glass be full, your heart be light, and your journey be delightful.